Welcome to the Ham Palace, everybody. This is Hambo. Um, I'm starting off my February podcast with a guest. You guys, you guys have heard him uh, before. His name's Daniel Wilson, um, and he is—he's back. I got him back after some shrewd negotiating. Um, wasn't easy. I had to offer him some uh, some various drugs, uh, some white powder. <laughs> which he willingly <laughs> accepted the white powder. And that's how we roll here at the ham. Uh, you know, it's I offer my, my guests drugs because they're like, no way in hell am I going on your show, ham. And I'm like, well, come on, what, what do I need to give you? And they're like, well, what do you, you know. And, you know, I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. I mean, we, we got – this is the creator of Take Back Your Health. And this is the man – that's going to put you on a plan or not or not but he'll give you some some decent advice um so so daniel um i'll just say this daniel and i met i think you guys have heard this before but we met at uh, the this london real course um which is uh, pretty much a course where you build an online business and at the end of this course um uh, how long? How long was the course? Was it about what was it now? Is it two months, three months, something like that? Uh, that is correct, Chris. And let me say it: it's good to be back on the ham. Panel. All right. And All right. Uh, thanks for having me back. Yeah, I think it was it was a six or seven week course, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, because I know there was kind of that gray area at the beginning where the course didn't hasn't actually started, but people were starting to like go into the face group, Facebook group together, and the first thing you do is do the ten video, ten vlog challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of how everybody starts getting to know each other. You start making vlogs. And you do 10, you start posting them in this Facebook group. And then, you know, you're in this group with people and you start watching their videos. And then eventually the course starts and then they put you into teams. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. And then we were in the, uh, Hambo and I were in the same team gene. Um, yep. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's how it went down. It's it's just good to give people a summary so they get familiar with with uh, our relationship slash friendship and and because you know I don't have a lot of guests on very often and something I'd like to do more of and this is yeah I've I've made some improvements in the studio to get some recording um, online recording software and so this this is like you're one of the first hopefully of many uh, yeah. online guests I can get on here. Um, and we can just go over it. We're, we'll just do a summary. We don't need to make the whole episode about London Real. It's just kind of something to tell everybody about and, and kind of rehash a little bit. And um, basically at the end of it, we all the, – the best thing about it, uh, the best takeaway was we, we made new friends online with a common goal towards improving our lives and improving um, our, our passions and, and, uh, and trying to make – a difference by making our passions an online business and um, whether that succeeded or failed at the end of the course 
<laughs> it's a whole nother matter. <laughs> you know, there was the promise of being a thousand air at the end of it. And uh, so I'm just saying, just anyone looking into the London real course, you, you've been warned. It's, uh, you know, it's, you know, money is not guaranteed at the end of the rainbow, but there are some good things you'll learn and you will take things a little bit more serious about your passions and, and your, your online business. If that's a course you want to take. Um, am I right there, Daniel? Do I sound on the phone? No, you're absolutely right. Um, I would say, and you know, and I agree. We won't linger on that point, but it's good. Just the expectation. The only problem is the only alteration I would have made is the the guarantee of cash flowing within the time the course is running yeah but with that said if you were to keep doing what you learned in the course you could start an online business using that template mm-hmm. it just it's a long it's a much longer process than seven weeks yeah yeah so to, that's where the tweak needs to happen because it's it's kind of got it there everything week by week you learn a new skill and then at the end you default and there's really no um uh i think that's just where people hit a wall yeah and they don't know what to do next because they went from this environment of support and challenges and goals Mm -hmm. to now yeah so i mean to me the the thing that worked about the course was that each week you had a new goal. And then as a team, you figured out. You guys get the job, the homework done as a team, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it, we showed that we could get things done as a team, uh, Team Gene. And uh, I, I feel like if you could have that level of goal setting – uh, for your business, if that would have been, if a part of the course, if the course was longer and you created more of a goals-based blueprint, so like a bunch of, you have to set your milestones. So yeah. set your milestones. What is the success going to be in a year from now? What is, lay it out. Month. Let's keep doing what we're doing in these seven weeks, but let's map it out for the next year. Um, yes. And identify the goals. Yes. And I think with that, because that's where I fell off. I mean, I got skeptical of my business idea. That was, I just became highly skeptical of the business idea <clears throat> that I decided to roll with. Mm-hmm. But with that said, you had a week to, to decide on it. So I didn't even know I was going to yeah. be presented with that choice to make that de- decision. Um, so yeah, that's what that's that's what I learned. But overall, definitely learned some stuff in that course. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. met. I met Hambo, and uh, there's a lot of good people. And both of us have made podcasts uh, to a higher level, I think, because mm-hmm. of that course. And how about Maya? She just got a thousand. Uh, I know a thousand people to take her course. 
You know, no, you want to hear something cool. funny? Um, I was just we were, you know, because we we get on the calls um, once a week. We have an accountability call, everybody, so you guys know um, where we kind of all get together. We we kind of track our progress. And uh, Maya is in India, and she was having a hard time kind of pulling the trigger on the whole um, Udemy course. And you know, I had that, I had that Udemy course. It's been up and running for about a, about a few months now. And uh, yeah, I've had, I've had some students, but I haven't had the overnight, seemingly overnight success that she just had, which is getting like up to I think she's up to a thousand uh, students. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I kept telling her, well, what's the progress on, on on uploading your final video to Udemy?" She's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it." And, and I, I'm, you know, I, something. She was waiting on something, and I'm like, "Just keep keep getting on it. You know, keep going forward with that." And she finally did, and boom, like seemingly instant, she got tons of students. So I don't know. I mean, she, I think. I'm not sure how much your course is. I think she was offering it for free. Yeah. But no, that's still regardless. That. That's still that amazing. Thing. You know. Absolutely. I mean, she's doing something right to get a thousand people interested. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that was my that was my big problem. I just no follow through. Well, I abandoned my idea. Uh, I abandoned my idea, and then I was in—I was totally lost. I was totally lost after that, and then other things came up, and I just went, rolled with that. So, it's a shame, you know. I had that there was definitely momentum for me coming out of that course, yeah. And then I kind of just dropped it. With you know, a lesson, you learn your lesson, right? Yeah, yeah. As Daniel Plainview said, and then. Uh, a great movie, There Will Be Blood. I've abandoned my boy! I've abandoned my child! <laughs> Did you ever see that movie? I haven't. <laughs> oh, boy. You need to watch. You need, after this, you should rent it immediately. There's a great scene where uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is like, um, he's in church. And you could probably check this out on YouTube. Where he's, uh, and there's this preacher, this young guy. But he's really, um. He's 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 full of shit. This preacher, he's he's not, he's just putting on an act. And he goes yeah. up to Daniel in 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 church, and he goes, yep. "What have you done, Daniel? What have you done to your son?" And his son is uh, became deaf while he was working with them uh, on on an oil rig, and the, <laughs> he he put the kid on on a train, and he sent the kid off because he couldn't yep. deal with his deaf son anymore. And so he's in church, and it's a great scene. I just it chills and go up my spine every time I watch it. He goes, he's what did you do, Daniel? He's like I've abandoned my boy, I've abandoned my child, <laughs> <laughs> and this vein pops out of his head. I and gotta see. <laughs> oh, he just gets all like it's his come to Jesus moment, and it's just so it's so layered. It's like it works on so many different levels, you know. So yeah, you. Uh, I hate to give you a guilt trip, but your boy <laughs> was take back your health. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <sighs> but we do that. And I'm look. There's things in life we do. There's projects we do. And I've done this with some some stories and some comics where I'll 
I'll get a few pages in, then I'll, I'll just drop it, either because I have another project I'm working on that I feel stronger about, or just some some big life thing comes up. Like maybe I have some, like in college, I had some big tests coming up. I had some big ordeal, some emotional drama with some chick, or who knows what it was. And it's just right. like, dang it. Well, there went that. And you pick momentum up on a certain idea or story or some project. It takes more effort sometimes to get back into that. Um, but I'm, I'm now I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm kind of going back. Um, you know, I think I told you before, I, I meet with a writer's group like twice a month. And uh, I've been kind of going back to some short stories and finishing them. I've been really good this month about finishing this story. i got one more chapter to go. Yeah. That'll be that and that'll be pretty much the third the third draft and everyone takes the notes on it they're like this you should fix that and maybe not this and that's good that's bad and then that that'll be like my final draft after i incorporate their notes and then i can send it off to get published and all that good stuff and um it, you know it's just it it, ha- it happens it happens and there there are a lot of things um that you weren't sure about, you you didn't want to go full full steam ahead with that, and, and I understand why. You know, there's a lot to health. There's a lot of science. There's a lot of numbers behind it, and um, yeah, 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 yeah. I completely agree. And I still like the idea of kind of the service, maybe just not in the webinar public. Um, I don't know. Anyways. So anyways, anyways. I guess um, the main thing I think I think for you right now, besides your passion project of, of, you know, working on the saunas, um, is the podcast, really. Unless you feel like there's something else that has taken a bigger bigger seat in your life. Would you say the podcast is the thing you're focusing on? As far as any kind of forward yeah. momentum with, with mainly mainly because I'm anchored down to uh, the city I live in because yeah. I work a, a full time job and it's demanding it's demanding on time and energy so I I feel like I want more guests on but the mm-hmm. guest management is the hard part you got sure. you, you have to find you know it's just it's about sending messages and scheduling. And then if you want to have a good episode, you have to be able to have a good conversation with someone. So if you bring them on to talk about something, you should know what they're about, right? Mm-hmm. At least have an idea so you can have a good conversation, ask the right questions. So I feel like at least a podcast while I'm busy with work, at least I was just saying this to myself today. I was super stoked to be back on Ham Palace. Um, but... <laughs> um, there's no reason I don't get on and do a solo episode, uh, you know, just because you got if you got some people listening mm-hmm. and you uh, they're generous enough to spend their time with you, you should at least put something out. Right. So mm-hmm. that's why I like the podcast, because when I get too uh, immersed in my career work, then. And I, I have no creative outlet or no creative expression at all. That's yeah. when that's when I don't feel good. So a podcast is a thing, a tool that I can use just to <clears throat> start thinking about what these podcasts as okay. I have this 
episode I want to do? How should I approach it? What points should I try to make? And if it's a guest, like what, where, what questions, if, if, if I get to ask them questions and I get to kind of lead where the conversation goes, where do I want it to go? Right. So those, I like having that creative, uh, homework to do, uh, that fulfills that desire to do that creative thing. Absolutely. If that makes sense. No, it totally <laughs> does. Like I always say that, um, you know, I started my podcast back in the, uh, back in 2000, I believe it was 2009. And, uh, when we were taking that hit, and I think we talked about this before and it was like, I was recording out of my Ford Ex Exploder um, at one point because, <laughs> man, things weren't going too good for me in the old Cali. And uh, I had yep. to kind of spend a few nights in the uh, back of the Exploder. Exploder. <laughs> Record, you know what I did? I recorded into – I didn't even have a phone. I recorded into a, a, a tape recorder. <laughs> one of those. Those and, tapes are vintage. Those are yeah. Tapes. Yeah, and they sound, they sound vintage when I was recording them. And I'm like, this is – I'm going to make this com comedy gold. I'm going to make this like the lost tapes. Right. <laughs> I'm going to make this work for me. I'm going to use this energy of being like, oh, dang it, financially things aren't going too good. And I'm going to try to use that <coughs> and make it funny somehow. And yep. uh, I think those are some of my, mo my most memorable episodes because of the, the, the voices I was doing and, and some of the, the, the silly silliness, the silly guest I, I uh, had on there. And, um, uh, I had a character called Salty Ron who uh, would brag, <laughs> would brag about Ron. his uh, his sexual uh, conquests that were all in his head, and uh, you know, <laughs> talking with that guy, you know, it, it's it's a good thing to keep things moving forward. I don't know. I, it also helps to kind of reaffirm your goals, to kind of keep yourself accountable a little bit. Like, hey, this I'm working on this, and I'm going to have yeah. this movie going, or or this this short or, or, or this piece of uh, this story. Um, so I think it's great. I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm the only one out of my friends that are really doing a podcast until I met you, which I think that's awesome. I, I'm, that's one of the reasons why I'm glad I took the course because I'm glad you're doing a podcast no matter what. I wish more of us from the London Real group were, were doing podcasts. Uh, we do have – but Gene is doing a podcast too, but his is a little bit more formal. Um, yeah. he stays on topic. Yeah, yeah. It, and but, you know, a lot of people think you should pick a pod, pick a topic, and specialize in it. And mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. I, sure, it, it totally makes sense. If you're trying to have an impact on a certain subject or field, uh, getting really specialized is good. I just, <clears throat> um, I don't know. I just haven't been called to any one thing i like the the dot life is kind of it's a comfortable podcast for me because i just simply go where my current interests are so if i have interest in something i can i can pot about it yeah. so then it, it's it just i'm air you know i'm uh i don't know what you would call it airy just going from topic to topic mm -hmm. i get interested in things and then lose interest but i'm interested in something else you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's n not limiting in that sense yeah yeah i uh i like to keep mine loosely based on movies and comics 
and things will kind of happen from there. Like, maybe I'll do a review, and the review will be like, you know, it'll be solid. It'll be like a 20-minute review, sometimes longer, sometimes less. But it's there. And then if I don't have a review, um, I'll talk about, well, I haven't felt like going to the movies, but this is what's going on in my life. Right. And, um, oh, I haven't read a comic book in a while. Why is that? Why aren't there any good comics jumping out at me? And then um, I remember when I read this. and it, But it, it'll, it'll just splinter off into something else. Oh, I remember, you know, 1995, this came out and, and this was going on. And it, that's why it, it, it roots you in something to where it's not totally limbo. Although if, yeah. you, if you're good at totally doing just limbo wide open podcast about life in general, whatever is going on, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you can take it and roll with it. But yeah. I find it easier for me to just take a topic and kind of, you know, a lot. Some of my favorite podcasters do that. They have that special, like maybe one will be horror movies, but then they'll just talk about all sorts of stuff from their lives and, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, but um, anyway, I guess we'll we'll, we'll get on to our main topic, which the main, the main topic I kind of wanted to get to. We've wait, been wait, putting wait, wait. Off. Sorry, oh. Chris. I... I want to. Oh. This. I have a point. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I have a point that I I want to make before we. Move yeah. Okay. The By all means. And it will it'll segue into your intro that okay. I just cut off. But uh, have you ever seen the show Carnival on HBO? Oh yeah, big fan. Yeah, me too. I I was. I haven't rewatched it, but back in the day when it when it was going, I I really liked it, and I. I use that as a good example of what you're talking about just now. Um, and it's kind of like the show is called carnival and mm-hmm. it's got this carnival theme. Yeah. But one, but what's the show about? It's about these characters and then it's about uh, this, this battle between good and evil and the carnival is just, it could be anything. The car, the carnival is mm-hmm. just a setting. Yeah. It's just a setting, but you have it's just a, a way to tell this like biblical story through a carnival. It could could have been uh, <clears throat> I don't know. It could have been an auto body shop. Like I'm sure they could have made it work. The battle between good and evil. But the carnival would just it had that yeah. it has that uh, uh, that um, that theme or the, kind of that emotion to it because they're the well, people the in the entrepreneur- carnival. They're yeah. carnies. You know, yeah. They're yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But I think that's kind of like what you're talking about with the podcast. How you keep it to the subject, but then it can go into yeah, these other exactly. themes and maybe greater storytelling or greater greater themes, larger yeah. themes. Oh, definitely. definitely. Just like that show Carnival, which I thought was really cool. Freaky. That was a one-of-a-kind show. That was once in a while they'll take a risk and they'll do something unique like that, and and it works out. And um, yeah, uh, good, just some good actors on there. Everyone was uh, on on point. You get whenever you get Clancy Brown as a villain, I mean yep. you're gonna get some people watching. He's an interesting actor that he's great at playing villains, and uh, especially that he's like a preacher, and uh, but he's got this dark side that he's cognizant or not so cognizant of it was weird there was a lot of gray area in that show that's yeah i I love that you know um 
Yeah, that's you made me want to go back and rewatch that now. That's so fun. <laughs> I think so. I, I do want to rewatch it. Yeah, yeah. We got like that one. Um, my good friend of mine were were into that, and we watched um, Spartacus. You know, and, and yep. you're a fan of Spartacus. And I'm uh, a big fan of Spartacus. <laughs> Even after I liked Liam McIntyre, I liked, I liked, I really liked the last season. I liked Crassus mm-hmm. and the final episode I thought was, uh, tore heart from chest, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's great stuff. It's so, it's such a guilty pleasure, but you know, all the actors just take it and they, they run with their characters and. It's just you want to see where it's going. You want to see how it gets from from that to the final, you know, him against um, the, the Roman leader there. What was the Roman leader's name? What was it? He's a famous Roman leader they took on. What was that guy? Do you remember? Wait, wait, wait. So in in Spartacus, yeah, the show? yeah, towards the end, the military leader was. There's Crassus, Caesar, Pompey. Uh, then in the show there was um, the Legatus. It's probably Glaiba. Caesar. Glaba. Glaba. Yeah, I don't want to talk. T- say what happens. Yeah. If they haven't watched. But yeah, Caesar. Caesar is the young guy that infiltrates the rebels or the mm-hmm. slave slave army. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go into our main topic, unless you have something else that you need to get out. Okay. No, 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 no. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, The main topic here, and this is kind of a new – I don't talk about this stuff a lot, but it has been of interest. Um, There's there's a lot of subtopics tonight that that it's going to come from the paranormal, okay? That's the heading of this this show, and – you know, Daniel and I, I don't know how, I think one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this is because Daniel and I have a love for going down rabbit holes <laughs> especially on YouTube. And especially, uh, what's his name? Uh, the English the English guy. Uh-oh. <laughs> David Icky. <laughs> you say Icky, I say Ikey. You know, um, however you want to say it, he, he's... He's a riveting conversationalist. He's, he's he's really good at getting you deep and thinking about things. I mean, that's why Brian Rose has him on the sh- his show too, because you know it, he's a fascinating guy. Even though he 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 goes into silly land with the, with the reptilians, and but he does make you question things, and he does make you kind of give things another another look over. And um, one of the things. That we we started talking from there. We started going on to about uh, UFOs and seeing things in the sky. Yeah. Um, I was talking like, man, it's like that's never happened to me. I, I always wanted to see something like that. My mom had seen something up north uh, in Michigan, you know, uh, and she'd seen like the the red, um, I don't know. Yeah, orbs like triangle, like orb or diamond-shaped orbs in the sky, and, and your mom like, saw ah. di- diamond-shaped orbs. Yeah, yeah, that. So I couldn't say they're orbs or like, like diamond-shaped. Yeah, something up there. Yeah, which I did research, and I did research on YouTube, and there is footage of like 
diamond-like <laughs> UFOs out there that people see. Damn, and they're dude. like red. <laughs> yeah, the truth is the truth is out there, and um, it, it starts with the people that you that you trust the most, which is your closest friends and family. You know, I yep. think that's part really. That's that's funny you should say that. Yeah, I agree. Because I mean, you're gonna believe people that are closest to you over someone you don't know, some stranger, um, people on TV. You right. Know, um, you, you just know them. You know when they're bullshitting to you, and then when they're not. Yeah, I don't think they're liars. You know, it's like they're not lying. They're, they're not. I know they're not lying. They. Why would they lie? Yeah, that's that's not their. Uh, and if they're trying to put one over on you, that's not their comedic technique. Right. It's not very and crazy. Crazy yeah. explainable shit happens all the time. Like just because you see something doesn't necessarily mean it was paranormal. I'm not saying there's not paranormal. I'm just saying there's also a category of things that happen that have an explanation. Yeah. I mean, like a weather balloon or something. Yeah. Yeah, and and I'm definitely not above not above that. Um, Right. So I guess I don't know if you want to you want to start do you want to discuss um, the things you've you've seen up in the sky or. You, you thought was something, but might not be what you think. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Great. So it's fun. Let's start on the family point. Uh, I Well, I did after, I don't know what made me, just watching YouTube videos of Stephen Greer and the Disclo- Disclosure Project. He put out the movie. He made the movie um, Unacknowledged. It's on, I think, Netflix and YouTube. But he's got that app where it's uh, the ET contact app. And basically, you download it, and then mm. it's got guided meditations. You just It's like an M- MP3 recording, and you just listen. And it, one of them is Stephen Greer doing a, like, astral kind of app astral projection not astral projection i don't know what you call it but it's you're basically met it starts out where you are you're laying down and then you're you zoom out you look at yourself from above your body Mm -hmm. and you see yourself laying on the ground and then you pull back and you see the city that you're in and then you pull back and then you see the state that you're in and then you pull back and then you see where you are on in the country map, the full map. And then you pull back even further and imagine where you are on the, the exact spot where you are on the earth. And then you pull back even farther and then imagine where you are in the solar system. Then where you are, pull back even further and imagine where you are in the galaxy. So you're you're trying to do this in meditation and he's guiding you to do it mm-hmm. so he's making you very relaxed and then he, he i think he kind of goes into how you have you're you're doing this with the most loving gentle peaceful intent and you're simply saying hello 
And uh, so you get into, I don't know what the brainwave is or whatever, but you, you get into a meditative state and then you're supposed to start playing the tones. On the app comes these tones and uh, <clears throat> they are called the crop circle tones. And apparently someone who, who found a crop circle, a fresh crop circle, they found it, they came across it. It was like on their property or it was a crop circle researcher or something. Anyways, after the crop circle, this is the story. Um, after the crop circle was made, it was putting off a sound and um, they recorded it. And that's what these tones are. That's what these tones are. They're the crop circle huh. rec recordings. So at, you're, you put yourself into this meditative state through a guided meditation, and then you play the tones, and you basically just put out the tones and then basically put out the mental invitation for them to say hello, basically, make contact. It's CE5, uh, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, where you you are summoning them to make contact and so yeah i downloaded the app wow. went out with friends and definitely saw some blinking lights in the sky with other people blinking lights like a very imagine a very bright star that you were looking at oh mm -hmm. there's a uh, you're looking directly at a bright star mm -hmm. and then it shuts off and then it shuts on, or turns on, shuts off, turns on, on, off, on, off. And the biggest, I've seen a few things, but this was like the craziest one because it looked like a star turning on and off. And three other people saw it. I was in huh. a, you know, we were doing it. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, so that was at, that was like at a, that was in a field at a football field around here in Minneapolis wow. out in the middle of the night. But at that same place, I, I went to the same place the week before I went to the same place and I was doing it by myself. I was doing it out there by myself. Okay. And, and uh, I did it all. I did it for like two hours. I laid out there. I, I was comfortable. It was dark. I was by myself. And I was like, all right, nothing's happening. No success. Nothing weird happened. I mean, it was, there's still planes coming in because uh, it's close enough to the airport where you do see planes coming in. It's not that close to the airport, but you're, you're going to, it's a pretty open sky and you're going to see airplanes. So there's, there are airplanes. Uh, that's part of the experience. So every t anytime you see a light, very quickly you realize, oh, that's just an airplane, right? right. Um, so <clears throat> it was <clears throat> just nothing but airplanes. Yeah. Um, I remember it was kind of cool. There was some fireworks happening that I wasn't expecting, which was kind of weird. Um, but then I'm like, okay enough's enough i was there all night two hours or whatever and right as i'm leaving about a hundred i'm getting up i'm 
folding up the blanket I was laying on. Um, I basically said out loud, like, all right, you're not gonna, you're not gonna give me anything. I sat here all night. I'm out of here. So I'm like packing up, sort of, you know, let down that there was no lights, no contact. And then all of a sudden, about a hundred yards away on the ground level, this thing was on the ground, looked like a giant LED, bright LED just lit up. Boom. Bright light a hundred yards away in the field. I can't see anything but light. A light just turned on like a flashlight right at me. Now, this is like uh, eye level? Eye level, yeah. I mean, it's slightly hilly because it's kind of like a ba- a football field. Yeah. Um, not the football field's flat, but it, the football field is a, a part of a bigger open field where there's like a baseball field, a, a football field, mm-hmm. and then just a big open field. It's a big open field with uh, sports fields as well. <clears throat> so this light turns on. It's looking right. It's flashing right at me. And I, dude, I freaked. I freaked out. <laughs> I Are you sure it wasn't the security guy? <laughs> I do. I wasn't waiting around. As soon as it happened, I jumped and fucking ran out of there. I ran wow. to my car. I'm just out. I was. was <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so I, I went home. I was freaked out all night. When I told the story on the podcast, you can go listen to it uh, on Beyond Our Life in the archives. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I've never told this story, by the way. Uh, I've never told the follow-up story. I only told uh, that's where my story stopped on the podcast I did. Okay. Well, turns out, uh, the I went the next weekend. I went because there was a group called. Uh, there's a group that does it. Like a, they call themselves a CE5 disclosure group. Oh, play the a Xbox guys, music. And one of the guys <laughs> went to the college I went to. He went to my college. He was an alumni of the same college, and yeah. he knew my roommate. So I knew, like, there was a, a – my roommate knew him in college as just a normal guy, right? I had never met him, but when I saw him, I was like, yeah, we, you know, we had mutual friends, and we both shared this debaucherous college – town experience um you know what i'm you know he went to stout where all there is to do is get shit faced and uh he mm-hmm. was you know he was, he was part of that um yeah. anyways he um so yeah he was one of the guys and then there was this other guy and that was and i went with my friend steve so we were in a group and i just met these two guys Right. This was from a Facebook Facebook group. I met these guys on Facebook. and They're like, you want to get out, go out there together and see if we can do, you know, make contact. Yeah. So I'm like, OK. And that was the group that we saw the flashing lights with. OK. Uh, we did the medic medic. Well, anyways, at the end of the night, I told them how I was out here last weekend. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, I was, too. I heard the tones, so I flashed my light over there at you. Oh, <laughs> so the guy, really? There was another, yeah, there was uh. another guy out there doing the same thing, and he thought he heard something, so he flashed his flashlight <laughs> at me. 
Oh, no. Yeah. But isn't, I mean, after you just got done saying that, like, hey, I came all the way out here. You didn't show up this time. I don't believe in you. And then all of a sudden the light went off. Like, what are the odds no, that I someone know. would hear you or, you know, that exact moment? And then, that's so weird. I, that's a weird coincidence story in itself. That, that's, that's odd, you know? Yeah. Well, it's just crazy because one thing was totally explainable. Yeah. And the other thing, well, just when I thought, you know, it's all, well, the, it, after we found out, after I found out it was just him, I was a little disappointed, but it was okay because we saw the flashing lights right before that. And there was no doubt that was up in the sky. It was a flashing light and it wasn't a flare. It wasn't a uh, satellite. What do they call it? Like uh I don't know. It's like a a rare earth mineral type of satellite. Anyways, Mm -hmm. uh, we saw the flashing light. And there was another time I was at a cabin, my friend's cabin, and I was with two friends. They're married couple at the time. And we were just, you know, having a really good, it was Memorial weekend, I think. And it was this beautiful lake, tall pine trees surrounding the lake. We were out in the dark out on the dock, this beautiful dock way out, you know, in the lake, peaceful night. We do, we start putting, doing the tones. We put on, I open the app and then we listen to the guided meditation. And then we can, I don't know, we start seeing what I'm sure were satellites way up in the sky, but you could follow them. Like one would be red, then another one was blue. And you could see them way up there in the distance. And we were kind of geeking out, having fun, laughing about it, you know, suspending our our imagination a little bit. And uh, but then this thing in the distance comes floating by, like in the sky as like drone level, like if it was a drone, but it was completely silent and it 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 went so slow. It, it just it glided by huh. and it was a, it was a it looked like a diamond shape but it was all light it wasn't an object it looked like a light but it was making you know how you know how a light you know how when you draw the wow. sun mm-hmm. if you're drawing the sun with crayons what do you do you draw a circle with light rays coming out of it sure. you know what i mean yeah so it was like you, it had a center light but then it had rays coming out of the center that made the kind of a diamond shape wow. it was like a diamond shaped light right and it just floated by and i was with alex and joanna they saw it we were all laughing our ass off when it was happening because <laughs> you know it took, i still don't, i'm sure it was just a balloon or or something i i don't know maybe it was a uh one of those like Chinese lanterns, like something like that. Mm. But really weird. It just it floated across the lake, and then it went over the trees, and then we didn't see it anymore. It didn't make any weird movements or anything like that. Just straight gliding across the sky, right this, over our. This head. was at night. As yeah, dark. It was you know we could see all the stars because we you're up in the out in the country. 
So the night sky is just stars, beautiful stars, super clear wow. night. All of a sudden, this this goddamn LED floating through the sky flies right over our head. And I'm saying it was like a high drone, a very it was like a high drone, but it wasn't out in the I don't know atmosphere. Well, I don't know what you call it. Where is the satellite in orbit? Yeah, outside the atmosphere. I don't I know where yeah. I believe. But um, it didn't make any noise. Like Zeke's the drone totally silent. Yeah. And I'm just trying to think how many people are going to have some kind of weird remote device that has like a diamond kind of effect to it. I just can't, uh, you know, off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody that has something like that. You know? And they're testing it while we're doing the ET contact app, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's weird when these things happen. I've had these things where I, I, I'm, there could be a perfectly reasonable explanation for it. I'm not saying there isn't. That that flashing light in the sky could have been a satellite flashing its light on and off. You know, it could be a it could be it could have been a mirror of them of something else shining the light back at us. You know what I mean? I it could be anything. But either way, right after it happens. I immediately put it to the back of my mind and I just, I, I stop like both times. I just write it off as it's probably explainable, even though I don't know what the explanation is. Uh, I, of course I want it to be crazy, but, um, but, uh, you know, I, yeah. There's not much you can do to prove it. It happened. It's gone. Now what? You know what I'm saying? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, you touched on something that's interesting, and, and this is this will be the common thread that we probably both have a comment about this topic is that you know, you know, I mean, you've lived your life up to this point, and nothing. Up, up to that point where you had that experience, you've never had that kind of thing happen where you saw something in the sky that was that kind of unusualness. So you know when something's kind of off, when, when something doesn't fit the flow pattern of of, of your life. And it's like, like I, I'm, I, when things start happening to me, it was like I've never had anything, no ghosts i've always wanted to see a ghost but nothing i've tried to see ghosts and nothing it's like you know yeah. the longer i've lived the more it's like it's like there's so you know there's just reality is just stone cold reality and that's it it's just it's concrete it's like it, it's it's so it's so mundane it's like nothing out of the ordinary ever happened really up until you know about maybe four years ago and so you know when something's a little off about a, uh, an unusual occurrence, right? You know, and yeah, um, you know, yeah. And sometimes it spooks you. Mm-hmm. It spooks you, and then you forget about it. You put it if it's if it's spooky, you put it to the back of your mind, mm-hmm. uh, and you just kind of forget about it and write it off. As you know, just just because you don't know the answer doesn't mean it's not perfectly explainable to someone that knows sure. what it is. 
but that doesn't mean it is something explainable. It could be mm-hmm. that the app, the CE5 disclosure app, worked, but they can't get too crazy uh, because it, 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 it's their their goal. You're summoning them. And all right. they have to do is answer. They don't have to put on this elaborate show, but they just have to answer. So it can be very simple, like as simple as a flash of a light. Right? It could be. Or like when I told my friend Peter, who just raised a bunch of money to get his knees fixed, super impressive. Uh, when I told he 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 sued he. Uh, it was he was representing uh, a UFO group, Ground Saucer Watch, I think it was. And this was back in the 70s and 80s, and it was they they were a group representing people that said they saw UFOs, like airline pilots, and just everyday people had these encounters, and then they they lost their job. Because they basically were uh, shunned for being crazy, for seeing this stuff, claiming this stuff. Yeah. So the lawsuit, Peter was, he's a lawyer from Brooklyn, New York, and he's on behalf of that group, Ground Saucer Watch. I hope I'm getting all of this right. He sued the FBI and the NSA for them to, under the Freedom of Information Act, to release documents that prove that the government studies the UFO phenomenon. And they won. They got documents released. Like, so his, his, he was making the case that these people aren't crazy. And there's a documentary on YouTube about this. You can type in Peter Allen Gersten, the UFO lawyer, into YouTube and go back and search, you know, there's some newer stuff of him, but mm-hmm. go to the back, back to the ones that looks like they were from the eighties and there's documentaries. They, they did document. Someone made a documentary about him and others, but yeah, so they, this lawsuit, they sued the FBI. They got the documents. The documents showed that the UF, the UFO phenomenon was studied by the government or whatever. And the idea was to clear the name of the people to prove that they're not crazy because how, how can they be crazy if the government is studying the phenomenon? Then it proves that they're not crazy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <clears throat> pretty interesting. But anyways, when I told Peter about the, the CE5 app and Stephen Greer, he said, and I told him how I saw flashing lights in the sky, he said, oh, yes, the Greer's into satellites now, huh? Hmm. Mm-hmm. So he he just he thinks it's uh, it, it wouldn't be too hard to make an app, put a satellite up there in the sky, and then make an app that's connected to it, so mm. that when you play play the tones, if the satellite is near you, it will flash at you, right? Boy, I, yeah, but that that seems. Uh... That seems a little too intricate. It just seems like, um, I mean, it's possible, but I, I, I'd say it's unlikely. I just, if I had to make a, do a gut check, 
Like, yep. Well, if you watch, if you watch Stephen Greer's videos, there's one where he he he's like giving this presentation. Um, he's giving this presentation of. And it's a video presentation of when he's out in Joshua Tree with a big mm-hmm. group of people and they're doing the guided meditation together. And then they video a whole a bunch of stuff happening, like mm-hmm. things flying all over the place. Um, and uh, so, yeah, those I think when you go out in numbers, when it's more than just you, when you go out in numbers, um that you're more likely to see stuff happen. So that's why people get together in groups. Okay. And I think it's the first Saturday of the month is world uh, CE five day mm-hmm. each month. So you're supposed, you're supposed to go out there on every, the first Saturday of the month with your group and you're supposed to go out and do it as a group uh, to get like the, the more collective, mental um meditative power you collect you know you consolidate the mental power to send a stronger signal yeah yeah Um, yeah yeah. so yeah where do i fall like i was doing this back in 2016 i i stopped doing it um i just kind of felt like i don't know i i got i got um, I don't know, maybe a little freaked out, maybe a little waste of time. Maybe I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, hoaxed, you know, mm-hmm. I just didn't know. And other things I, I'd rather spend my time doing other things than yeah. waiting, hoping that a, a light in the sky blinks. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> Sometimes I'm with people and they ask for me to do it. And I'm the one that has the app. You have, you know, you have to pay. It's like a $5 app. I bought it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I heard about it, I'm like, okay. In my head, I wasn't, I'm not saying I believe anything. I just, I wanted to see when he's saying on the video that you can download this app and everyone that does it is making contact. And a bunch of reviewers on the app are saying it worked for them. So, like, you're reading people what they say. They say it works. Um, I was like, all right, let's see if it works. And what happened? I, you know, I said what happened. Um, But I don't know what else there is to do. I don't know if I really want to get into a relationship with someone out in orbit or beyond mm-hmm. um, like a meditative relationship, telepathic relationship, if that exists, if that's available, I don't know. I got, I got people in my life. I have good relationships, good friendships. If there's, you know, a malevolent being out there that wants to chat, I guess I'm open to it for sure. I'm, uh, I, but you don't know who you're talking to. That's the other thing. You don't know who's up there. You don't know who's, who you're, if you, you like by meditating and say, 
and initiating the contact, you're opening your mind to yep. them, but you don't know who they are. So right. that's the other thing where it's like, I have no problem with, if it's real, I have no problem with who's out there, but I don't know who they are. Yeah. Right. So, uh, if yeah. once, yeah, but again, it could just be a satellite with communicating with cell phones when they put out this frequency. That's what the whole tones, crop circle tones, you play that, that signals, it sends a signal to the satellite. And then uh, the satellite, if it's in your area, it's going to flash. Amazing. How many times have you used this app? I don't know, like probably 10 times. Huh. Saw, saw a few things a few times. Just stuff flying out in the sky. Like, I thought I saw a flash. Oh, but back to the family thing. One time I was telling my cousin Paul, who's my age, I grew up with him. I was telling him about this. He was at my house. We were hanging out. It was like a weekend night, summer night. Yeah. Just chilling. Have, you know, not, not do this. He was just hanging out. We were hanging out with the roommates and he came over and we were, we were just chilling. And, uh, we started talking about it. I told him and he said, and he's, he's not, he was never into this stuff. Like he's always interest, interested in, uh, interest. He'll listen. He's interested, but he doesn't like actively seek it out. Kind of like, okay. you know, I, I think I'm more of the person that would, would download the app. He would, I don't think right. he would ever download the app, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, he said after I was telling him about it and we played the tones, like I was showing him the app, and, uh, you know, he's not, like, overly skeptical, but I I don't – he doesn't just eat it up. He doesn't just believe it either. He, sure. He's just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, okay. And yeah. he said when he was driving home on the freeway – after we were there, he said he he called me afterwards. He's like, dude, I got on the freeway to go home, and a and a light, a ball of light went flying by my car. Like he was driving on the freeway, and he said a ball of light, like mega fast, really? just warp drive past his car, and he saw it like as he said it was as clear as could be he just saw it happen this mm -hmm. this ball of light just flew past his car like on the like as if it was driving next to him on the freeway and he's not the kind of person that would joke around about that with you necessarily right no i don't i don't think he would lie about it yeah I don't think. I mean, maybe, maybe he's had a good laugh. I, I don't know. I don't see why he would lie about it though. How long have you known him for? My whole life since oh, I can geez. remember. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then you know, you know yeah. whether he's would be fucking with you or not. Yeah. I'd say there's a high chance that he that definitely happened then. Very high yeah. chance. Yeah. Um, weird, weird stuff happens. You got to admit that. <laughs> Especially if you're looking for it. That's what I was going to say. Like one point. Yeah. I to Once I open, like, <clears throat> I'm always more freaked out <clears throat> after, you know, some of the scariest movies to me 
growing up were the exorcism uh, movies. And it wasn't so much um, about the, the movie itself, the actors, the, the, what do you call it? Like the, the, the jump scares. No, or... just like the quality of production to be believable. Mm-hmm. Um, how real does it look? It's supposed to be a, a demon. Does it look like a demon? Does it, is it scary, realistic, mm-hmm. or does it look corny? Right. You know what I mean? So I'm not even saying, like, obviously you go back and watch The Exorcist now. It's corny. They could do it differently now. It's mm-hmm. a little bit, it's dated. But it, that's not necessarily, it, as a kid, and growing up, going to a Catholic school, going to church twice a week, once during school and then my, you know my mom would go with me i'd go with my mom on the weekend too yeah. so twice a week growing up and so it's all catholic church stuff that i literally asked priests i'm like you know i watched it i told the priest i'm like in fifth grade i watched this movie the exorcist are demons real can you really get possessed and the priest is telling me yes you can you can. They're real. They're real. So watching those movies <laughs> growing up, that's that's what scared me about it is the fact that they're showing you they're showing you what happens when people get possessed. And people can get possessed. So this is what's gonna happen to you if you get possessed. It's real. You know, right. if you've gone in the jungle, there's gonna be tigers. It's real. Right. Just like there's going if you if you're not a good person, there's you could get possessed by a demon and then you're gonna you're gonna look like linda blair and anyway so like (laughs) um yeah the exorcism movies always great and so but it was just like once i'm freaked out after i watch the movie and i'm like oh shit is there you know demons are real and now i've opened my brain to them is that all it took for them to swarm towards me like right now i believe in them i believe it because I was conditioned to believe it. And I watched the movie and it put the images into my head. Uh, dude, I've had so many. I mean, I've watched all the exorcism movies, the Emily Rose. Wow. Just I, okay. um, And I would have crazy, crazy demon dreams growing up. Like I have, I can remember them crystal clear to this day. Crystal clear dreams from when I was young. Uh, because they were so emotional and so gross and nasty. Huh. Um, and, you know, looking back at it, you, you watch movies like Exorcist growing up, and then there you go into church, like your brain, your brain makes crazy dreams. Like, what dreams are crazy. I'm sure yeah. you've had some crazy dreams, oh, right? Yeah. Like, how the hell did that come? How did your brain make that? Where did that come from? Well, yeah. it's just this crazy combination of everything that's happening throughout your life your your like brain is storing it somewhere and then it all comes out when you're sleeping and it puts the brain makes these crazy connections with with each other like crazy connections mm-hmm. with all of these uh, memories <coughs> splash, splashing them together creating new faces new places it just Weird, weird, weird situations. Uh, yeah. Anyway, some crazy, you know, freaky, heart pounding. 
I wake up terrified and drenched in sweat. Um, exorcism or devil dreams, dude. Like, um, for, for, I mean, I could get in. I, I have like 10. I could count 10 where they were really, really freaky. And it was crazy because like different ones, like one of them had kind of a carnival theme. Yeah. I think like mm. after I watched the carnival movie, <laughs> Or show, show yeah. I had a dream that was kind of like themed like that. I was in a similar place. Like, remember when they're in Chinatown in that show? I think so. Yeah, like it was it was kind of like that. I went in. It's always going into a, a place. I'm, I go into a place and then I meet the people. And then once I'm settled into that place, those people reveal themselves as demons. And I'm stuck. And it, it always feels like <laughs> this paralyzing thing, this body paralysis where I get stuck and I'm like, then I realize I'm basically in the demons. I'm with the demonic entities and then I can't move. So I, I always freeze up in the dream and then my heart almost explodes and that's when I wake up. That's always how it happens. Yeah. <laughs> I had. Um... I hate to stop you. This amazing rant, but I had I had a weird one similar to that um, last year. Um, I don't have these a lot. They're pretty rare, but I do have like once in a while, like a, a kind of satanic themed dream where you feel that kind of presence or influence. Yeah. Um, where I was, um, it kind of in like a cult satanic house. <laughs> where everything it's kind of like you go into one of those places like if you imagine going into like a magician's home and like yeah. this is a magician's like he's got things like walls turn and move well, oh yeah that's yeah. what this kind of was where i definitely felt like everything had that kind of devil slant to it and um uh there's like a few people in there and they are always kind of had when they said something, it was always with kind of like a, a smirk on their face or they said it in a way that was really, you know, at a double meaning, like, like this is to serve uh, the devil or something like that. Now, it's yeah. not a scary thing per se. It's more about the feeling. It's about the atmosphere. It's the emotion. It's yeah. The it's the scent of the entity that you encounter in yeah, that's what it was. It's like I'm it's not scared out of my mind. It's just, can. it's just yeah. kind of like, yeah, this is kind of a toxic uh, atmosphere. This isn't like good, but it's not. I'm not in immediate danger, but I feel if I stay in this situation, it's gonna get weird, even weirder, and it's not eventually gonna be good. <laughs> you know, and um, a lot of weird marked things, marked doors. Um, uh, you know, there'd be a table set up and there'd be a bunch of statues on it that were, you know, satanic in nature, even if I don't remember the, the details of them. And I remember thinking like, yeah, I don't know. I probably shouldn't be here. <laughs> and like one time, probably the scariest it got is like there, I heard a laughing, like a laughter, like an evil cackle and some floating eyes. And it was very video gamey. But um, at the, around that point, like kind of like it, I was trying to get out of the dream, but it was laughing. It wasn't it, it, I was trying to wake up, but it wouldn't let me. And it, it laughed that it knew that I, I, I knew that I felt trapped. 
and it was laughing oh, at that. Same thing, man. Same thing. Happened. Yeah, yeah. One dream in particular, paralysis. So I'm watching the per- procession, uh, like when a church opens, like at the beginning of mass. The priest walks down the aisle with the cross and the altar boys and, mm-hmm. and stuff. And so, like, I was at the ch- – in this dream, I was at the church I grew up going to. And it was all of my extended family. Like, I saw all the faces. I, re- I remember my grandpa and grandma the most. So, mm-hmm. they, they were there. And we were – but we were all at the back of the church. There was a bunch of empty seats ahead at the beginning we were at the very back of the church taking up the back seats and the per and we're at church we're going to church and that we think it's a mass everything's happy and then the procession comes in and they're ho- they're wearing you know the same uniforms the same priest vestments mm-hmm. uh, the altar boys are wearing the altar boys there's nuns wearing the nun outfits the priest is wearing the robes they're holding the crosses. They're holding the candles, mm-hmm. right? Everything is the same. Then they come all the way in. They go up in front of us. The doors shut behind them. Yeah. Big wooden doors. And then when they turn <laughs> around, all of their faces are just demonic faces, white yeah. demon faces. And then they, that we're all, that paralysis hits all of us. The paralysis mm-hmm. hits all of us and then um <clears throat> and then they start laughing and kind of dancing around yeah. laughing that, that we're stuck and i just remember yeah. looking at my grandpa and seeing him bawling crying uh and then my heart you know mm. exploded almost and i woke up and that was that yeah. was the end of it. Uh, <laughs> don't you just love that yeah <laughs> Like enjoy your day. <laughs> you just wake up like, like man. It's like, uh, well, you are thrilled. The when I when we have these dreams, it, it is it is good. It makes you grateful for your your life that those things haven't happened in real, like for real. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, I've had other dreams where they weren't of that nature, but they're still scary. Like maybe um. Oh, I had these dreams for a while there where I would drive on the road, like on the on the expressway, freeway, whatever you want to call it, and the road would go up into the sky, <laughs> right? So yeah. you're following this bed, and you're going like a roller coaster. The road's up in the sky, like, and your car's just – you're revving it up. They go all the way up there, and then it turns like really quick. So you got to turn so you don't make – so you don't go off the road and all like – like a mile up in the sky. So you're making all these quick turns and you're going up another ramp and then you jump over like a, a like it's like a roller coaster and it's like those are terrifying because you kind you think it's real for some reason and if you go off the edge you you fall in your car, you know, and you go and you die, you die now. And then Did you <laughs> ever play Nintendo 64 Mario Kart? Very little. I probably played it once. Okay, there's this, uh, I think it's Rainbow Road, there's one where you're like in that Sky Road, you remember that level? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, sounds like that, that's Mm -hmm. crazy, dude. Yeah, and I've had them multiple times. Should you end up falling off and waking up? 
I've had some really close ones, like really close calls where it's like you're I'm already up all the way up in the sky, in the sky and then there's another ramp going up even higher and it's like you feel the G's. Yeah. Yeah. Of your car, and you have to hit the accelerator just enough to go up that steep ramp and make that. And it's like I've just barely made it. Sometimes it's terrifying. And I wake up, I'm like, oh, thank God, I'm alive. But you can feel it, like you said. Yeah. Feel the G force. That that's the crazy uh, thing about dreams. Same thing with those demon dreams. I can mm-hmm. feel a tone. There's a tone associated with it. It's always playing. Whenever I encounter those demon forces in the dream, it's yeah. always accompanied by uh, like this tone. This oh, this it's it just sounds like a you know a, like a humming tone, but deep, deep tone. Yeah, it's crazy how dreams can make that in like a G force. And then that intense emotional life or death situation. You, I've had those thing. I'm on the side of a cliff, and I get myself. I climb too high, and I'm and I have to get it right. And I I don't know if I'll be able to do it. I got too high up, and I can't go down. Mm-hmm. And I freeze. And in my dream, I'm terrified. And it was like that same paralysis. Yeah. Where I can't move. Because uh, I'm terrified. Same thing kind of sounds like your car dream. Crazy. I'll tell you what happened. Not last. It might have been 2018 where I was waking up from a dream. It wasn't – I don't think it was a crazy dream or anything. I, I, I definitely I definitely dreamt something, but it was one of those where, you know, those stories where they say that something is uh, trying to push you down into the – the pillow or they say it's yeah. like a, your body thinks it's it's trying to go back in your body your like an out of body experience or whatever well i felt that i felt like something was shoving me down into the the pillow and i couldn't i was that was paralyzed i couldn't i couldn't get out of it i was paralyzed like i couldn't yeah. stop it that yep. was pretty funky that's a weird one that's really matter too <laughs> yeah. it always happened it happened to me a lot in college uh, okay. During when I would take naps during the day, I would sleep during the day. Yeah. And it would happen to me at that time. Several, but you feel like someone's there with you. Yeah. Yeah. Now that now that could be explainable. Uh, you know, I'm like I said, I'm not above that being explainable, but it's weird as hell. It's a really weird feeling. Right. Know. But uh, yeah, I mean. I'm trying to think what else as far as I've had a I had one dream where for a while where I was hanging on by my thumb and uh, finger uh, uh, onto a rope that was uh, going connected to a helicopter. <laughs> so I'm hanging onto a rope with my two fingers da- dangling above a cityscape. That sounds awesome. That like an <laughs> and I'm putting all my muscle into these, my hand to hold on. And I feel like any minute I'm going to fall. Like, I think I had these during my college years. And I was like, oh, now that was bad too, you know. But, um, uh, 
Yeah, it's 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 terrifying. I mean, on, on the other side though, the, the the nice ones have been flying. You know, I think we talked about this where I felt lighter than air, like a, like a leaf floating through the wind current, and then I felt like I could do that in real life, like I, like I had a superpower, and I yeah. had these repeated dreams all the time. So when I come back to that thing again, I knew I knew how to do it, and I could go right into flying. And uh, so weird, so weird, but uh, so fun. That those are the fun ones. Yeah, yeah, really cool, really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had um, two lucid dreams, and I was only lucid for like a, a, a brief moment. Pretty much as soon as I realized I was lucid, I'd wake up shortly after. There uh-huh. was one time though. The second time, um, <clears throat> the second time, I was like, I remember being in this industrial building. Yeah. And I went into this room with super tall ceilings. And that was, I realized I was dreaming and I was lucid. I was in briefly in this lucid state. So I said, okay, I'm lucid. And I, it was the only time I've ever been like, I was recognized that I was loose. I said, I'm dreaming right now. I know I'm dreaming. So let's go for a fly. Let's, let's go fly and see what it's like. So I start flying. And as soon as I get high up, uh, as soon as I get over the building, I leave the building and I'm looking down at the building then it was like Google Earth when your internet goes out. I tried zooming out more, and it wouldn't load. Ah. It wouldn't get bigger. I couldn't um, – ah. it wouldn't let me leave. It wouldn't load the images in my brain. And then it ended. And then it ended, and I woke up. But that, that was your roof for sure. Like you could go up there with a ladder and be like, that. yep, that was it. That's what I saw. Yeah. Yeah, I went I went above the building, and then it stopped. Uh, it's like, you know, when you're trying to zoom out, but yeah. you realize you don't have internet, and it just doesn't. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I, I've toyed with the idea of doing lucid dreaming, but I'm like, I'm too, I can't, part of me feels a little chicken about it, because I don't like the idea of, I've heard stories of, like, you do it, and then you, there's these people around you that you feel like you're being watched. I'm like, yeah, that's that's pretty creepy. I don't know if I'm up for that, but yeah, um, that's yeah, that's crazy. The other, the first time I lucid dream was much cooler. I was in Sedona, and I literally, I really was, and I was staying with Peter, my friend, in at his house in his apartment, and um, the the I I was in a dream, and I heard the this woman playing guitar and it was the most beautiful sounding perfect mathematical beautiful guitar and it was Mm -hmm. so nice and pleasant and i in my dream i pulled out my phone and i started recording it and that's when i realized i was like i was dreaming and i said oh i'm recording this in my dream as soon as i wake up i'm not gonna have it i'm I'm recording it but i'm not gonna get to take it with me right and then boom i woke up and i was like yeah yeah it's crazy 
I've also had that kind of scenario when I'm uh, not recording something, but uh, the old hambos take care of business with a particular hamet. <laughs> Where it's like I'm just to a certain point, and yeah, I'm like, dang it! <laughs> I know. Yeah. It is like this is the best relationship I've ever, will ever will be. And you wake up, and it's like it was all a dream. Like, man, that's that's torture. That's probably the worst of them. But uh, I know. <laughs> that's for another kind of podcast. <laughs> but they're so interesting. These people, yeah. you, your brain creates. Oh yeah. And you meet them in your dream, and you've never met them before. That is, it's uh, a wild concept. Phenomenon. How about those voices you hear before you go? go to sleep like you know you're about to drift off on your brain you start hearing weird conversations like vague conversations that happen to you well it happened once have you heard that pink floyd song on dark side of the moon uh i think it's the second song where you hear these voices in the background Mm -hmm. i think i have Uh, but you don't really you can't really make out what they're saying yeah yeah i've had that Totally. That's what it is. It's like it's like so they're clearly intent about saying something, but what that something is, you just can't. You can't put it together. But there's definitely something being said. It's weird. Right. Yeah. Um. Crazy man. stuff, man. Yeah. I guess uh, I I guess what I wanted to touch on uh, as far as paranormal. You, you went down to Sedona. It's yep. been a year now, right? Yeah, and, and uh, by the way, you're coming. <laughs> I was thinking about that today. I'm like, man, it would be. I should start looking into the cost of a plane ticket just to, just to see, just to entertain myself to see how much it would be to do that. You know, it it's cheap, and if we go as you know, uh, if you get a group going, you can you can make it affordable. I just had a, quite a bit of time off uh, these last couple of weeks, and I'm like, man, that kind of would have been perfect because I wouldn't have missed work because there wasn't much work to miss. Right. But I just didn't – I didn't think of it, but I should have. Like, that, yeah, that would have been a good opportunity, but I didn't know how your schedule was. I know you're deep in, you know, your FTJ, your full-time yeah. job there. So, um, But yeah. I'll, I'll look I'll look on, on uh, maybe the old Southwest uh, and uh, – what was the other one? Uh, Expedia. See what deals I can get. I love Southwest. Yeah. And I found out a trick about Southwest. I, I and maybe most people know this, and I'm just an idiot. But uh, when you do early check-in on your phone, you do it tw- exactly 24 hours before the flight, or but the before you do 24 hours before the day yeah a full 24 hours you check in and then you get higher up you know how they have a class b class c class mm-hmm. they cut your higher up you get loaded earlier if that's something that appeals to you i mm. usually i don't think i'll do it i think i always just wait on my computer until i'm like the last one mm-hmm. and uh i mean i i guess that's not great for choosing your seat but um i don't know hmm. 
Well, you ought, you ought to tell me more about that uh, after after the show. But um, <laughs> I uh, I guess I kind of wanted to wrap up. We should do a part two of the of the paranormal because I think we have a lot more material to discuss. Um, uh, I wanted to wrap up your experience in Sedona. If if you encountered anything uh, extraterrestrial or paranormal, or even if it wasn't, even if you didn't encounter those, did you have a kind of vibe? Or, or just by being there. Yeah, and, there's um, one thing I would talk about, and it goes back to dreams. Um, so after being in Sedona once, when I was like tw- first in 2010, mm-hmm. I, I and then I left. I was there for three days. No, two days I was there. Uh, and I saw Sedona very briefly, but I was the first time I saw it was the most amazing because it was the first time I saw it. And uh, I made this, I my I had this dream later on after that first time where I was in Sedona, but I was running. I was like running from the cops. I was outlaw. And I was by the creek, by Oak Creek, because I had been to Oak Creek once and I was in that same area. And I had to swim across. I had to swim up the river, up the creek, to avoid getting caught. And I was trying to escape, so I was up the creek. And I I remember I was floating, going up creek. And then finally I went to the other side of the creek. The river was much bigger in the dream than it actually is. But I crossed – it was more of a river in the dream. But I crossed, and then I knew I was good because now I was in the village of Oak Creek. And that's where Peter used to live. So I was like, I was in this dream where I was, Sedona and Oak Creek are separated by the creek in real life. They are. And I knew that. I learned that when I first went there. So I was in Sedona being chased or I was on the, I was on the run. Uh, but I, I, I crossed the creek and then I knew I was in Oak Creek and I knew I was close to Peter's. But it's all woods in this area. It's very, it's like, it's part of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was this time I met my friend Paul who lives in Sedona he grew up in Sedona well like this is like nine years later I find myself stre- in this situation with him where uh, I he takes me on this new hike this is in real life I saw him we met at the same spot in the dream he didn't know that but I met him. I went back to that spot that I dreamt about. And then he took me onto a whole new hike in Sedona that I had never been. He knows the place like the back of his hand because mm-hmm. he lives there. So he took me on this super cool hike. And when we got back, I parked on the other side of the river during the day, though. I crossed the river physically during the day where I could see and it was good. Well, he took me on a hike on the other side of the creek in Sedona, and it was dark. So now I have to cross the creek at dark. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I said my goodbyes after this, like, very magical, not just, I'm saying that figuratively, magical yeah. hike, dawn, you know, sunset hike. We watched the sunset in Sedona. But then I'm like, shit, I realize now I have to cross this pretty deep river uh at night um and so when i was doing it it was like starting to get dark 
I realized I was in that, I was living out sort of as close as possible to this dream where I got across the river before it gets too dark and I have to like get back to my car. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like, it was so similar to the dream. And I, I just thought that was so cool. Well, and then that followed by once I made it across the river in the dark, which was kind of tough, um, scary because it was like semi rapid Creek. Yeah. And, uh, I went and it was my last day in Sedona and I went and I sat up on cathedral rock in the dark, not too high up, but I was just by myself in the dark. And I sat there for an, a good 30 minutes just in the dark by myself. Yeah. Everyone had hiked down. I was pretty much out there by myself. And that was just right after that. Like I was contemplating, I was just recollecting how similar to the dream my experience just was and how cool that was. And it was yeah. just, I, I was feeling so good because it was magical. And Paul's, Paul is like this magical kind of figure to me because he only, I only get to see him when I go to Sedona and I got to go to that. He, he lives right by the place where that dream is. Wow. Um, and I don't know. He's a cool character, good friend. And I'm excited. I, I'm excited to see him again. Uh, he would love this conversation and he's got a lot to talk about for what shit, crazy stuff in Sedona. He's seen all kinds of crazy stuff in Sedona. Um, all right. You interviewed him, right? You were, we, no, we I still haven't. I still oh. haven't, and I have to. Okay. Uh, because we've had a couple. The uh, the first time I met him in real life, same spot in Sedona, on the other side of the creek, at Red Rock Crossing. Mm-hmm. He took me on a he took me on a a walk. Well, my phone died, and we were stranded. Anyways, long story short, I. I ended up walking about, I don't know, 10 miles in the dark in Sedona because I got stranded. And people that were going to, the girls that were going to come pick me up couldn't get a hold of me. They, they ruined, I ruined their night because they looked all over for me. I was stranded. My phone died. They couldn't get a hold of me. And uh, I ended up walking home back to Peter's. I got home at like 2.30. Yikes! And, and uh, but magical experience walking ten miles in the pitch black in Sedona. Yeah. Like, so cool. The, the it, even though it was, it was the only way I was ever gonna do that. I've had dreams where I was back in that. The only way I was gonna walk that far by myself in the middle of Sedona at night was if I got stranded. So I would have never done that if I didn't get stranded. So even though there was, it was stressful that I, I all the yeah. stuff was going on. They couldn't find me. My phone died. Um, uh, I, I had this amazing, beautiful walk through the Sedona back roads that more of the locals use. And it was like back out in the country with all the rock structures all around. And, um, it's a really cool place. Really cool place. I'd love to go with you, man. We can go yeah. To Rock and uh, we'll do one of those nighttime hikes 
we'll go and we'll call some ETs. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, after the more I listen to <laughs> the missing 411 files, the more I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say we need to have another discussion about this. Um, I know he the uh, this guy David Polites, uh He always says have a have a transmitter uh, where it shoots a signal to a satellite if something happens to you. Yeah. He, he advises if you go to well a national park especially national parks have a, a device that they, they can track you if anything happens. Yeah. And, and don't travel alone. Um, and always have. Well, he he carries a handgun. He used to be a cop and all that. But uh, because there's been so many cases of people that they they split up from the main group, and just like in a horror movie, they're instantly gone within minutes. And like something had been waiting for them to split up. And as soon as something like that happens, and they go out of viewing distance, that person's gone and there's no there's no foot uh, tracks or anything there's no blood like an animal got them there's no sense of a struggle um, and there's hundreds and maybe even thousands of cases all over the nation of this happening that the the parks that they they won't they won't cop to and um, he's got all the credibility in the world he you know, he puts together these books about it, and I'm just like, what the hell? Like, the more you use uh, Poe, the process of elimination, the weirder it gets. And it's he's like, it's not any just not any one thing. It's so, and in some ways, it's weirder than even a, a UFO because of how many different things happen that say, well, it can't be this, it can't be that, and it's certainly, certainly not a serial killer going around. Snap, snatching people. It's not that at all. Like there, there's no way. And it's like, you know, you would see tracks. You would see ripped clothing. Something. It's just so bizarre. But anyway, I mean, look, we all gotta take a risk. We gotta go to places. We have to have. We have to live life. So I'm, you know, I doesn't. That's not keeping me from going and having a good you're, time. You're you. coming. You know, <laughs> it is an experience. I think it would be fun. It would be nice to get out of the state for a while and go on a little vacay. Dude, you know. I promise you, it's, yeah, it's going to be, you know, you won't regret it. Right. You will not. Guaranteed. Sounds great. Well, well dude, I appreciate inviting me back on. Yeah. Let's do part two. Yeah, we'll do we'll do a part two. There's there, there's a bit more to discuss here. There's a bit more to to go into, and um, I we'll call it we'll call it a, a podcast here. And I had a lot of fun. Um, you've been a great guest, and um, yeah, thanks for thanks for chatting. And uh, everybody, listen to uh, Daniel's podcast, uh, Ddon dot life. Right? Isn't I saying yeah. that right? D D O N period l-i-f-e that's yep. in your uh, podcast app you can mm-hmm. you can search me on instagram the link is in the bio uh stitcher google uh 
but mostly iTunes or Apple. That's that's what I use. Yep. So yeah, get on that light. Thanks, Chris. I yeah. appreciate it. All right. And thanks everyone for listening. Thank you very much. Later. All right. Cool. I'll cut off.